Welcome to Ready for Anything, where we discuss real-life medical cases. Hello. Hello, and welcome back to episode two of Ready for Anything. Where we're going to talk about big, fat, faker heads. That is correct. And I apologize in advance if you hear the... 120 pound chocolate lab walking around on our hardwood floors. I am not smart enough to figure out how to edit that out yet. So, <laughs> um, in today's episode, we are going to be telling stories about patients that we have taken care of that, for one reason or another, um, decide that they are going to fake a medical condition. So, um, I feel like I need to preface this by saying that, um, (laughs) it's kind of a difficult topic, I guess, for the simple reason that I don't want people to feel as if we're not being sympathetic to these patients. Um, but it is very obvious when these patients are faking whatever medical condition that they're trying to fake for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. 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 There there are no, uh, not Grammy, what's the Oscar-winning uh, <laughs> performances going on in the ER. Well. They may think they're Oscar award-winning performances. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but it's very obvious uh, when people don't know what they're faking. Correct. And and I think a lot of it has, you know, like you said, we're sympathetic sympathetic to this, but um, <laughs> it's also fun to make fun of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little cathartic. It is a little cathartic. <laughs> you see the idiot that's doing his chicken dance over in the corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the... We're not going to go into the underlying issues. Um, I know that there are a plethora of psychological issues and pathophysiologies as to why people feel the need to do this. Um, But I just want you to know um, that we are going to be talking about... Sorry, now the dog is making howling noises. (laughs) We are going to be talking about Big fat faker heads. <laughs> I think that some people do it just because they think that they're going to get what they want. Yeah. Um, which uh, never happens. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> they usually end up getting things they don't want. Correct. Please don't put that there. <laughs> which is the perfect segue right into my story. <laughs> nah, okay, go ahead. Let her rip. So, it's really kind of funny because, you know, I've been a nurse for 23 years. And I actually believe that I am more sympathetic and more empathetic as a nurse now, 23 years down the road, than maybe I was, you know, in the very beginning of my career. Um, I will say that this incident did take place towards the more towards the beginning of my career. (laughs) So we 
had a female patient um, that came in that for whatever reason um, was having pseudo seizures. So this young lady comes into us and for, I'm fairly certain it was by EMS because she had a non-rebreather on. Um, and for those of you that don't know what that is, that is the oxygen mask that goes over the face that has a little bag at the bottom as a oxygen reservoir. So, um, we started doing, you know, our assessment of this patient and it became very obvious very quickly that she was indeed not having a seizure. For one thing, she would open her eyes and look to see if we were looking at her while she was trying to act like she was having a seizure. Not only that, but I guess the only way that you can describe it is that for someone who is really truly having a seizure, those are type of movements that you cannot mimic unless unless you are having yeah. a seizure. <laughs> so, you can't voluntarily mimic. Correct. Correct. So um, we did several of our little tests that we do, one of those being um, when they're laying on their back, you take their hand and you hold it like up in the air above their face. For someone who is truly unresponsive or truly seizing, you drop their hand and it'll smack them in the face. But for someone who is not truly seizing, when you let their hand go, it will miraculously miss their face every time. <laughs> so not only did she <laughs> fail that test, but like I said, she, she kept opening her eyes and it just, it was not a real seizure. So me being younger and maybe a little bit meaner, <laughs> a lot of the things that we do to these people that are faking sounds horribly mean and and like cruel and unusual punishment that's outlawed by the constitution and the geneva convention but it's actually not there actually is science behind why we do certain things to people to to arouse correct their uh their level of consciousness correct so just keep that in mind when you guys are hearing this story we're not <laughs> intentionally being cruel to people this this is true um, one of the things that we used to use years ago are ammonia capsules. So we still use today. <laughs> not quite as much, but, um, yeah, I, um, decided that we were going to test her level of consciousness by cracking open a, an ammonia capsule and putting it inside her oxygen mask at which time she miraculously stopped seizing, sat up, took her oxygen mask off, and was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For those of you who don't know, ammonia capsules are very noxious. Oh, uh, my gosh. They are so potent. Them. They can, like, they make the entire room smell like ammonia. And and you've seen it on TV. You know, when somebody passes out, they grab what they call the smelling salts. Those are ammonia capsules. <laughs> and it smells like the worst, like, old-timey house-cleaning ammonia that you can imagine. <laughs> and it's shoved right up your nostrils. Yes, it is. So, yes, needless to say, her eyes watered, and she promptly announced that she was done. 
So my my uh, faking seizure patient didn't require as much work and effort on my part as yours did for you. Uh, this was back when I was a, a medic. We got called out to the jail uh, because the uh, police officer had arrested a a, a person uh, for DUI. And they had them at the uh, intake center, and this person decided to have a seizure. And so uh, they, you know, did the appropriate thing and called EMS to come and evaluate the patient. So we get there, and she's, you know, laying on the floor of the uh, the breathalyzer room because she, you know, smartly waited until it was time to try and prove how intoxicated she was to start having her seizure. So she's laying on the floor of the breathalyzer room doing the funky chicken and uh not very well at all and so I just kind of leaned down beside her and I said please stop that you're doing it all wrong and she promptly sat up and looked at me and said you don't know my medical history I could be having a seizure and then laid back down and started seizing again um that's not how this works <laughs> But I think you have uh, quite the story for us that happened fairly recently. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I have had, so earlier I said there's no, you know, uh, is it Oscar? Yeah, Oscar winning performances. Uh, but I do have to, to give credit where credit is due to this, this person. Uh, this was the most impressive uh, faker I have ever seen. Um, and actually, he, he was uh, he impressed several of my colleagues as well. So we were working one evening, and uh, EMS calls in that they're bringing in an unresponsive patient. So they they bring in this gentleman, bring him into the resuscitation bay because he's unresponsive, and um, I go in to assess him, and yep, he's he's unresponsive. His eyes are closed, but his heart rate is not elevated. His blood pressure is normal. He's breathing at a normal rate. So I start talking with with the uh, EMS crew and finding out what's happening. And so apparently this gentleman was, uh, again, involved with law enforcement. Uh, they were chasing him because he got into a, uh altercation with them and then tried to get away. And they chased after him. They were going to uh, tase him, but the taser malfunctioned or misfired or something. So he ran from the law enforcement for a little bit, and then they caught him. And they had a physical altercation on the ground, him and uh, an officer. And then the second officer showed up um, to help, you know, st yeah, uh, get the guy under control. He suddenly stopped moving and was unresponsive. And so they called EMS appropriately, and EMS picked him up and brought him to me in the ER. And so that started me down the road. Okay, well, is this drug-induced? Is this, you know, does he actually have a, something that's causing him to be unresponsive? Did he have a, uh, does he have an underlying psychiatric history? And he's now got excited delirium, which can be a deadly condition if, uh, you know. So excited delirium is where people are actually so amped up, whether it's from adrenaline or, or uh drug-induced state or something like that that can actually cause themselves to have lethal cardiac arrhythmias. They can have, you know, breakdown of proteins that cause acidosis, get into an acidotic, lactic acidosis state where they can literally get sick enough to die. 
So all these starts things going through my head. Is he, you know, does he have a brain bleed? So, you know, I'm starting my work up and getting blood work and sending off toxicology labs and getting a chest X-ray and an EKG and going to get a CAT scan of his brain. And the whole time he's just laying there. And so, you know, I got to make sure that he is protecting his own airway. So get the old popsicle stick out, put it to the back of his throat. And he doesn't fully gag, but he gags enough to say, okay, he's got a, an intact airway response. So well, let's see how unresponsive he is. So, you know, do several of these tricks again that sound barbaric. Uh, my personal favorite is you pinch the skin on the back of the upper arm. It's a very tender spot, and you don't <laughs> have to pinch very hard. And most people will eventually pull away. Yes. This, this gentleman did not. So then I was like, okay. And, you know, one of the nurses had already tried the, the sternal rub where you just bare your knuckles down on their on their sternum and rub real hard. Yeah, just do that to yourself and just yeah. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. And uh, never moved, never opened his eyes. So uh, I get my pin out. And if you place your pin right at the base of your fingernail and you push down really, really hard, it hurts like the dickens. Actually, you can do it with your own finger, just your fingernail at the base of your of your fingernail and push down hard. Um, that usually elicits a pretty good pain response. Well, it, it's not only pain response, though. I mean, you're looking to see, like, neurologic response to, you know, do they withdraw from painful stimuli? Do they posture? So, right, I mean, you yeah. know, it, it's not just torture. Right, exactly. <laughs> but this guy never moved for any of it. So we continue with our workup. I mean, and when I say we're doing extensive, like, so like the nurses are, they put a Foley catheter in, a, a straight cath in to get urine. Guy never moves. Um, we take him off to CT. He gets x-rays, his labs. So, so I start getting back information. His labs are completely stone cold normal. He's not anemic. There's no infection. His electrolytes are normal. His heart is fine. His EKG was normal. Uh, his blood gas, which would tell me if he was in like an acidotic it's state, is completely normal. So he's not in like that lactic acid. His lactic levels were normal. Uh, cat skin of his brain was fine. No bleeding in his brain. His chest x ray was normal. His toxicology screen was even negative. I don't even remember that he had any drugs in his system at all. And so I'm thinking, wow, what in the heck is going on with this guy? So I go back in to try and reassess him. Is he in his vital signs of state solid, normal, not tachycardic, normal blood pressure, normal respiratory rate. His oxygen levels never dropped. So I'm talking it over with my colleagues. This is what we do. You're at work and you got these weird cases like this. You don't really... You want to make sure you're not missing something. So we're talking back and forth about him. And uh, several times it's entered my head that he's a big fat faker head. <laughs> and uh, one of my colleagues is like, oh, but he's faking. I'm like, if he is, he's doing a really good job of it. He's like, sit him straight up in bed. I'm like, all right. So we go in there and we sit the bed straight up. And he's just logging over. His head falls down. He's not holding his head up. So we do the uh, ammonia capsule in a non-rebreather. So we put that on him. And he sits there with a non-rebreather with an ammonia capsule in it on his face for a full five minutes. Wow. Never moves. Never coughs. Never sniffles. Doesn't reach up to take the mask off. Anything. 
So I'm like, at this point, I'm thinking, all right, something. I mean, this, my whole entire workup has been normal. He's been, he, I mean, just hemodynamically stable the whole time. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to pull out the big tricks. So I get an 18-gauge needle, and I poke the bottom of his foot. If you've ever stepped on something sharp, you cannot not pull your foot away. That's like, it's like sticking your hand on something hot. You're going to instinctually pull it away. This guy never moved. Didn't pull his foot away. Never even flinched. So at this point, you know, there's been a law enforcement officer sitting in the room with him because he's technically still under their custody. You know, it's been three and a half hours now, and this guy's not waking up. He's not moving. I'm like, well, I can't send him to jail like this. They won't take him. Um, so I call. I talk with, you know, colleagues and all that, and I'm like, well, I guess you're going to just have to admit him. So I call the inpatient team, and they're, they come down, and they're, they're examining him. They're looking at all I did. And the hospitalist that I was talking to is like, well, oh, maybe he's having subclinical seizures or something. Let's give him some Ativan and see if it changes anything. I'm like, okay. Give him Ativan. No change. He's like, all right, fine. We'll get him into the hospital. He's like, let's put him in the ICU since he's unresponsive. So we'll monitor you know, his vital signs and all that. And we'll get you know a further workup on him. So... This guy gets admitted to the ICU. I, I'm off like the next day. Come back a couple of days later. And I, I want to follow up. I want to look at him. So he gets MRI of the brain. It's normal. Full toxicology workup, normal. EEG, which is an electroencephalogram, which actually looks for like seizure activity and stuff. Abnormal brain waves, normal. A lumbar puncture. They stick a needle in his back, draw fluid out to look for like proteins in his CSF or infection or anything like that. Meningitis. Meningitis, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All normal. He had a neuro consult. He spent two days in the ICU getting this full workup with completely normal vital signs. He never woke up. He never responded never did anything. And on the third day, after this whole entire workup, they finally said, you know what, it's probably some drug he took that didn't show up on a drug screen, um, and he's just got to metabolize it. But he's stable. Let's move him out of the ICU. Well, at this point, it's been three days. The cops have given up a long time ago. They've left. He's been in the ICU by you know without a cop. And they're moving him out of the ICU, and they're going to move him out to the regular floor so he can continue to be monitored and metabolized. And so the patient transport team gets there. They're taking them in the stretcher. They're moving down the hallway. They get out of the ICU. They get into the hallway. And the son of a gun jumps up off the bed and runs out of the hospital. (laughs) He, big fat fakered head, for three days (laughs) to get out of going to jail. Wow. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I've never in my career ever seen someone go to that length to get out of it. Now, I've had, we've had people that come in and they fake suicidal thoughts and all that, which sucks for people that actually have to deal with that issue. And then as soon as the police officers leave, they bolt out the door. Uh, you know, we've had the, the drunks that come in and, you know, they, they pretend like they have a medical condition until they sober up enough and then they bolt out of the door. But three damn days. <laughs> Well, poked and prodded, got like stuck in his back, 
tubes up his wee hole. <laughs> I mean. That, again, that is medical terminology. <laughs> all to avoid. I, I don't I don't know what he was trying to avoid, but kudos to him. I mean, got my hat's off to you for the ability to withstand all of the torture that we do. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's quite the story. <laughs> yeah, I've never never seen anyone go to those links before. So, um, you know, <laughs> I I really don't think that there's much education again this week. I promise you we will get to some things where we can provide education. You know, last week it was well, here's some education. Don't try and fake stuff. Cause yes. We know <laughs> it is not going to get you anything uh, unless you're the, uh, you know, Academy Award winning person that can stand getting poked and prodded for three days. Then you might actually get something out of it. Well, and, you know, on a little bit of a serious note here, it really takes those resources away from someone who actually needs them. Right. Who, yeah. yeah. Um, not only that, but, you know, Three days in an ICU is not cheap. No. Um, well, he got a million dollar workout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's your education is don't do it. Kind of like last week. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> like that's going to be a recurring theme on this podcast. <laughs> Here's what you should not do. That is correct. <laughs> so... Topic for next week? I don't know. We don't have the list in front of us. Um, let's see. How about we talk about delivering babies in the ER? Ooh, my least favorite thing. I know. Not that we don't love babies, because we do. We just don't want to deliver them in the ER. Correct. <laughs> All right. Well, hope everyone has a great week, and uh, stay safe. <laughs>